0: As we move into almost 4 weeks of self-isolation with COVID-19, what lessons have I learned and what does this have to do with investing or even just living? Let me share some of what I've learned and hopefully it will help you understand what you're facing. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks, and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom, how to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Svek. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing and our investments for your entertainment purposes. So while doom and gloom seems to be everywhere, and we continually see our politicians strut up to the microphones every day telling us the latest bad news, and let's talk a little bit about what we know, and let's talk a little bit about the future, because I think that's very important to have hope and um, to plan for what's next. Well, if we take the worst-case scenario, in Canada recently our Prime Minister said that <clears throat> It could be 12 months, could be 18 months, but probably 12 months before there's a vaccine. So if we assume that the the worst-case scenario is it's 12 months until there's a vaccine or some way to stop this virus, and anything in between would be great, but let's just assume it's 12 months. I talked previously about having a 3-month, a 6-month, and a 12-month emergency plan. So regardless of what you do, whether you're a small business owner, uh, you work for someone else, you work from home, whatever it may be, put... Have you or will you put together contingencies to survive 3, 6 and 12 months? Very important to have some control over that. I really believe it's probably going to be three months before things slowly start to come back, and that would have been three months from a month ago, so probably two months more. Sometime in June, but that's just a projection. I have no idea if that's true or not. Um, so let's get to more specific. Let's assume for a moment it, it could be 3, 6, or 12. Let's assume uh, lessons learned. The first is, more than ever, diversity. So the, the talk about, if you read my book, you know I talked about different ways uh, for that fictitious couple to earn income, from real estate to solar to other types of in, endeavors. And never before has diversity been important. Now, you could argue that, well, everything stopped. So regardless of what you've invested in, it's it's not going to have the same value. And that's true. But if you've uh, looked after diversity, you're going to have a stream of income from various sources regardless of what's happened. So diversity is very important. In the book, I talk about solar, investments in businesses, specific so- stocks, as well as real estate. Now, there's been some... Um, reits if you look at some of the reits on the toronto stock exchange and even the new york that have been beaten up because governments have come out and told tenants really that they can't be evicted uh, for not paying rent large uh, commercial tenants uh, in canada canadian tire and others have said to their landlords we're just not paying rent so there's this issue of what happens to the landlords now if you're a real estate investor and you own stock in these companies obviously there's going to be some some harm done, and you also have to ask yourself if you're investing in REITs, uh, when this passes, will the model change or will it go back to being what it was? And some models will change forever. Uh, Some are gonna be required to go back. Uh, You're always going to need to have, if you have a toothache, you're going to have to go to a dentist, for example. That's not something that can be done virtually. But what we have learned, and, and this was the case prior to this virus, but now it's being more and more emphasized, Many doctor visits can be virtual. Some argue between 85 and 90% of doctor visits can be done efficiently in a virtual basis. The province of New Brunswick has just allowed that for four months so that any person can go online and talk to their doctor and it's covered by the, the, um, their health card. They don't have to pay for this and the prescription is delivered to their home. So there is more and more of that that will change. I can't imagine people thinking, well, for this non-crisis, non-hands-on reason, I'm gonna go see my doctor, why am I not doing a virtual visit? So I think that's that will probably change forever. Um, other types of uh, services, of course, will change, others will not. And so when you look at your investments in diversity, lo- not just the diversity of the industries, but the diversity of how the service or product is delivered or made. That may or may not change forever depending on where you've invested. So you're going to have to dig down and get those sort of uh, get that information and look at a diversity based on delivery and uh, production of a product or service. <clears throat> We've always heard about emergency funds. Dave Ramsey talks about this. You should have three months, and he's a, a, a great podcaster. If you're experiencing financial difficulty currently, I strongly recommend that you listen to the free podcast by Dave Ramsey. Now, there's a, depending on your, your, your background, he is, is quite, a, quite um, a religious Christian, and if you're opposed to that, then perhaps that's not a podcast for you. But if you simply listen to some of the messages, they can be helpful. If you're experiencing financial difficulty but regardless we often talk about a three month emergency fund a six month or a 12 month depending on the business or the household from which you come so this forever will change i think people are going to be more and more focused on on savings and with an emergency fund comes needs versus wants one thing uh, one lesson we've learned is that people are becoming more and more accepting that there are there are wants and they separate the two because during a time of crisis and limited financial resources, obviously we're going to focus on needs, not wants. So when it comes to your investing, you may look at needs versus wants. And I I think of a need being housing and food. Now, you know, currently housing is under the gun somewhat because people are talking about, you know, rent deferrals and mortgage deferrals and all of that. But I do believe that will return within 12 months. We're going to see, I mean, you have to live somewhere and you have to eat. So that's, those are needs. Um, wants, I mean, even if you look at something like an automobile, I don't know about you, but I've learned specifically since we're not going anywhere, do you really need two cars and do you really need a brand new one? And, and we've always, I've always talked to people about buying used and, you know cars that that depreciate anyway so why not buy something that that will be based on your lifestyle so the issue of need versus want is going to become extremely important when it comes to investing and it's also about investing in those needs as opposed to wants the final category i have lessons learned about new business ideas There are going to be new needs in our in our in our economy that currently aren't being met and one that comes is really obvious is uh, consumer or home face masks. If you have any sewing skills and if you have the ability to do this, you know being able to produce face masks for home use that are washable out of fabric with some t- type of elastic or some type of new um, way to do that uh, would be hugely valuable. Um, and I, and I mean people have asked me about this, and I said, look, you take your costs, your labor, multiply by three, and that's your retail price. And you can even do a you know, buy one, give one. Um, as Tom shoes, where where if you sell a face mask, you give one to a to a um, homeless shelter or other group. Or the hospitals won't take them, and that's I think one of the issues. We I feel guilty if I ever had one that was a hospital grade because I shouldn't be wearing one. It should be for our healthcare workers. So creating one that can't be used by healthcare but still protects. Others, if you should cough, and yourself, if they should cough on you. And then you would, you know, when you leave the house, you come home, you, you just throw it in the wash right away and put on your next one when you go out. So I could also see, and I'm going to email after this, the um, the small company business that does um, printing for me and T-shirts and see if they can find a way to make them with a logo on the front. So it could be actually almost a marketing or or logo um opportunity but also one that will have incredible consumer demand if you if you had that right now you'd probably be sold out Uh, I'm not sure what the price point would be but you know obviously it would be fair to both the buyer and the seller Uh, a second one that comes up again obvious is is a a variation of home delivery services Um, what will that look like how will those services be delivered I talked about um, in the past about concierge services where you're going to be able to provide you know delivery of whatever someone wants it could be documents it could be food it could be hardware it could be whatever is necessary another industry and let me just let me just talk about an industry that I think is is hopefully going to change and change and that is a nursing home industry we have had an incredible number of deaths in nursing homes in proportion to other uh, areas where people live. And I think you're going to see a, a significant change in that industry, at least I'm hoping so. You may also see more government control or takeover of the nursing home industry. I mean, we you think about it in Canada, we we don't have private prisons because we, we believe the government should take care of certain services to people. And so I could see us having... Uh, just as, and I hate to use the, the example and compare it, but, you know, there's a organization that, that you know, uh, federal corrections, we, we're probably going to have a federal nursing home um, type of business. So if you're invested in nursing homes, private nursing homes on the stock exchange, or even personally, I'd be getting out. I mean, I I, I don't know. I just, I just, for many years, have never, ever invested in that uh, sector for a number of reasons. I don't believe in the process of how, Seniors are kept, and so I've never invested there. But I think you may want to think about that and also other opportunities to service that group. High-quality home care is going to become even more of a challenge, but people are going to be asking for that. One of the first things we heard when this broke out were people saying, well, perhaps I should take my my relative home, back home somehow. And, of course, the barrier to that was the same reason why they were in the facility was they couldn't get home care. They couldn't get the services. So we're going to see... a movement in a, and I think you're going to see uh, robots come on quicker than perhaps you would have quickly perhaps more um, more in earnest than we would have seen before all of this because we realize that you know they'll show up every day they'll do things every day and they're immune from catching any type of viral condition so there's going to be a resurgence if there isn't already in using robotics to help uh, care and take care of others The industries that will change forever, it would be important for you to think about that from the sense of um, what types of industries are going to be slow to come back. And if you think about um, tourist industries and restaurants, they're going to have to look at a different way to provide people with experience, whether that be through food or through visiting. Uh, and, And a couple of things that come to mind, one has to do with obviously social distancing within those establishments or those communities if necessary, but the other one has to do with the actual delivery of the service. So when I talk about home delivery, I cannot see any uh, restaurant whatsoever surviving if they don't have a home delivery division, if they're not going to be really, really becoming good at the home delivery or contracting with home delivery companies. There may only be um, Uber Eats and a few others that will do all of this work, but I think there's a niche market there for... Restaurants to be able to keep their staff employed and to provide ways to deliver services to people The other which was growing before would be uh, some type of storage locker situation where when the food is delivered or the product is delivered There's an easy accessible way to put it in an environmentally safe as well as a um, you know uh, protection from theft way to ensure that that uh, person there isn't human contact but the food or product is delivered safely that is something that i think we have a, a incredible need to have regardless of what happens with this because it will sort of morph into online purchases and home deliveries regardless of whether this virus is gone in 12 months or not so the lessons learned are that you know i was doing a a, a live um with Ben Labadee on Facebook. We do it on Tuesday nights at eight o'clock. And one of the things he mentioned is he's somewhat excited because the um, playing field is now leveled. Everything's starting over. A lot of industries are changing and it's an amazing time to be an entrepreneur and look at this and say, okay, here's a business opportunity that no one has done because this is a totally new issue. And with that, I mean, if you're you're going to start a, um, you know, a face mask for a home use company, let me know, I'd like to purchase about a hundred. Um, let me know what that looks like, uh, because I think it's, a, it's very important to think about, you know, this is an incredible time to be able to start a new business, a diversify a business that you have, modify it to give yourself an advantage over your competition. Because if you're doing this right now, if you're working within what we're experiencing and, and when this moves forward and, and we're back to more active business and active life, you will absolutely own that market. So this is an opportunity which comes along, they say, uh, rarely, where the entire system has been sort of thrown in and upheaval. I want to close with how I started, which is the worst case scenario is 12 months of this because of the vaccine and probably sooner for treatments. So think about that. This end will come. And the question is, you first want to get through it. So what is your contingency plan for three, six and 12 months? And what's your plan to move forward after this with regard to expanding on your personal growth, your your growth in business, or your small company? I'm Henry Speck for Shrink Money Advice. I look forward to speaking with you again next time. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca. Or the audio version at allsound.com. That's awesound.com.